Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Wrestling Inc. And you've got Triple J, Justin, Jack, and Jimmy. And this week is brought to you by HelloFresh. Every week, you get fresh pre-portioned ingredients and recipes delivered to your door. Get 16 free meals plus three free gifts with code INC16 at HelloFresh.com slash INC16. I stopped the ability to read for a second there, uh, right in the middle there. Uh, but fellas, crazy or a big weekend, I should say. Lots going on. Um, Juneteenth, uh, Father's Day, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, some some very sad news: the passing of David Hepner and uh, Tim White, two famous referees here in in pro wrestling, sports entertainment. Uh, always sad news, but. Uh, Jimmy, uh, we were talking before we came on, you said you had a, a fun story about Andre, uh, there. And I thought it'd be fun to just share it. Yeah. Uh, I, let me first say that, you know, rest in power to both gentlemen, because for me personally, they were not only, uh, teachers and mentors, but they were also guardians and, and, and go- like big brothers to me mm-hmm. and, and really helped me along and, and uh, kind of took me under their wing. And, 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 and I appreciated that a lot. And, I remember one of the first times meeting Timmy was um, there was a show here at Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto. And this was before I started refereeing, actually. And Jack Tunney hands me the keys to his Fleetwood Cadillac and says, go to the airport Marriott and pick up Timmy White and and Andre. Because Timmy used to travel with Andre. He basically looked after anything that Andre needed. They were good friends, too, as well. So I I get to the hotel and I call up, not knowing anybody, I call up Andre's room. I knew his name. And and no answer and so i called timmy's room and i said timmy i just called boss's room and uh there's no answer there and he goes oh he's probably at the bar and i'll be down in a couple of minutes so i'll meet you guys there and all right so i go to the bar and you know i met andre so he knew who i was and i said hey boss how are you i'm here to take you down i already talked to timmy he'll be down in a little bit he goes okay sure have a drink and i'm thinking I'm driving, so, but nobody ever says no to Andre when he offers a drink. And I said, well, I don't think it would hurt to have one, would it? I, eh, yeah, well, I'll just have one. I said, sure, boss, thank you. So the next thing you know, a couple of soda pops later, I'm, I'm starting to feel it. I'm not by any means wired or anything like that. And Timmy comes down and he looks, he says, Jimmy, have you been, have you been having a few drinks with the boss? I said, he says no i get it i get it he says maybe i should drive i said i don't know because if we pull up and you're driving instead of me jack may not be happy with that he said so um you know timmy sat beside me i was very careful uh driving i I, I don't recommend it to anybody don't get me wrong it was just a young stupid guy who just you know thinking not thinking let's put it that way so we get down to maple leaf gardens and uh 
now I'm figuring, okay, how am I going to hide? I saw him, you know, we get down there. Everything's cool. We got down there. All right. I go to hand Jack his keys. I go, here you go, boss. Jack. Uh, thank you. And he says, Hey, Jimmy, come here. He looks at me. He looks at my eyes. He goes, have you been drinking? I said, uh, maybe a little bit. He says, was Andre in the bar in there? Did he buy you a few drinks? I said, I didn't want to say yes. So I just, I did the old shoulder shrug and Jack was cool about it. He said, you know what? Just go into my office and have some coffee and relax in there. And uh, Timmy came over and talked to him and then kind of smoothed things over for me. And that was kind of cool. But uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it's just one of those deals. You, you can't say no to Andre. Oh, I can yeah. only imagine yeah. <laughs> someone, someone, not, not just the, uh, the presence of an Andre, but the size yeah. of an Andre. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and if I can real quick with, with, with uh, David, uh, David was also like, like a big brother to me. And I remember we were referring, remember the infamous night where Earl showed up mm -hmm. and we didn't know anything about it. Nobody, we were all kept in the dark. So, so wait, nobody, nobody knew that Dave had his twin brother. I, I don't know who knew, but none of the other referees knew. Oh, that's well, we knew he had a twin brother, but we didn't know that Earl was going to be there that night. So the match comes on. Here's Hogan, Andre. And then I'm looking at the monitor in the back and I go, wow, Dave looks like he's lost a little bit of weight. Wow. What's going on here? <laughs> you know, I'm not, not cluing in at all. And so I turn around to the drink station to go get a, get myself a coffee. And as I turn around to the drink station, I look and hiding, watching the monitor from the corner in a dark corner there is David. And I look, I go, I, just like, I didn't say anything. I just looked like that. And he just looked at me and went, oh, and then it started to, you know, it started to compute that he has a twin brother. That's right. Uh, okay. You know, and, okay. I want to see what goes on now because we were, like I said, the other refs were left in the dark. Some of them were mad because we didn't know. I like the fact that I didn't know. They got yeah. me. See, so you can so you can relate to what <clears throat> Kevin Owens is going through tonight. You know, you hey, turn bro. one way, you see you see one brother, and then you see the other brother. There you go. Maybe maybe a little different, but uh, hey, <laughs> <laughs> both legendary moments. Yeah, really, oh, you know, but, yeah definitely. But, but it's uh, very very cool to hear these great stories, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, two absolute legends. Um, but we're gonna as we we get the show rolling on here. We have some some news. We always like to start with news here, and uh, some. I guess positive news in some ways. Uh, Oliver Luck and Vince McMahon have settled uh, on their lawsuit. Uh, Luck sued McMahon over compensation that he felt he was owed as Luck felt his contract with the XFL and parent company Alpha Entertainment was improperly severed just before the company filed bankruptcy in April 2020. Uh, PWI uh, is reporting and WrestleNomics Brandon Thurston has confirmed that the lawsuit between the two parties has been settled. The parties have amicably resolved this matter, Thurston wrote and wish each other well in future endeavors. The documents were also sealed. Um, now, Justin, you got to look at that as good news, considering that there's a lot of stuff going on around uh, WWE legal right now. Uh, they can at least check one thing off the list. Uh, leave it to you to <laughs> be the positive one to see it there. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that, but you're right. I mean, it is one less thing for, um, for Vince to concern himself with, for 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 Jerry McDivitt, Vince's lawyer to concern him with, and the other uh, counsel that's that represents the company and Vince. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if if this would have gone to trial, and if I think if I remember this correctly, if the would have gone to trial, and if things would have been uh, awarded fully in favor of Oliver Luck, I think Vince would have been subject to like twenty five million or something like that that he was gonna uh, have to pay. So I mean, obviously, you know, twenty five million, uh, you know. 
nobody wants to write that check. Um, so yeah, one last thing for Vince. Uh, but certainly, I think Oliver Luck, um, you know, privately can, and his lawyers can thank the current circumstances that we've seen Vince, the company come under in the last week, given the news, uh, because let's get this thing done. Let's get it sealed. Uh, you know, best possible outcome really for WWE. Uh, well, obviously of course we don't know the terms of the settlement, but again, all things considered probably the best possible outcome. Well, and it says they parted amicably. So, I mean, Jimmy, you're a ref, you call it down the middle. I mean, if they're both parties leave happy, I'm no lawyer. I don't know. I don't have no idea, but it just seems like if both of them say we're happy, it worked yeah. out, right? Yeah, I, I would think I'm so. I'm a if terrible lawyer. <laughs> no, I trust trust me. I love watching lawyer TV shows uh, like Lincoln Lawyer and stuff like that. It's a cheap plug there. But uh, you know what I mean? But uh, trust me, I, I wish I knew more about it. So when I read stuff like this, I could kind of you know, absorb it more. But at the same time, like you said, as long as they're happy with the settlement, both sides are happy with the settlement, then all is good. And especially right now, because the perception right now uh, unfortunately is not favorable for someone like Vince with all that's going on with the other stuff. So I think getting this behind him is, is a good move right now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they can, if they are, yeah, they can move forward and then Oliver Luck could be named a, a new authority figure on Raw or SmackDown. You know, we'd take his commissioner role and you never hey, know. Hey, I'm, kidding. For Pat McAfee. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not going to happen, but it's, yeah. it's fun to think about. <laughs> that you ne- never say never in pro wrestling. That is Vince's uh, favorite words, favorite uh, phrase. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, uh, as we move on uh, in the chat, uh, the tornado, Anthony Y says, Jimmy, sorry for your loss. Two legendary refs. Yes, absolutely. Thank, thank you, tornado. Appreciate it. Um, but uh, as we continue on here, there's more law stuff. We're all going to be lawyers <laughs> by the end of, of this. But uh, uh, as reported by a pro wrestling insider early Monday morning, uh, Tammy's uh, Sonny's lawyer, Stephen De La Roche, has filed a motion requesting that he be allowed to withdraw himself from uh, Sonny's legal counsel going forward. The motion was filed last Thursday, just days after uh, Sitch had filed a motion to dismiss the civil suit against her related to the DUI manslaughter case. In the motion, De La Roche cited several reasons for this request, to be, for his request to be withdrawn, chief among them that he was at an impasse between him and Sitch regarding the handling of Sitch's case, one that De La Roche noted made it impossible for him to continue to work together cooperatively. De La Roche also claimed that Sitch had not complied with the terms of the employment agreement between them and noted Sitch would not be prejudiced against if he was permitted to withdraw. As of this writing, ruling has been no ruling has been made regarding De La Roche's motion to withdraw. This is quite a lot of legal jargon for uh, you know for Jack Farmer. I'm I'm no big time lawyer, but uh, it sounds to me and, and Jimmy, I, you watch law shows, so maybe you know better. It sounds to me like De La Roche is saying I don't want anything to do with this anymore for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, I don't. I I feel like that is hard to say. It well, looks good. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't look good. Again, here we talk about the 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 perception. You know, is perception reality here? And in this case, when you're the one thing I do know from watching all those shows is a defense attorney is there to help you. So them studying law, I would I've never been in that position where I've needed a defense attorney. But if I did, I would listen to him or her Mm -hmm. because they know what they're doing. They know how to at least lessen the blow if there is no saving you from the blow. That sort of so to speak. But it. Uh, I, I don't want to say I know 
Tammy's personality, but I have dealt with her in the past and I know she can be a little bit demanding. And, and if she's not listening to him and he, she's disagreeing with whatever his strategy is, uh, he can't give her his best defense and that's what he's paid to do. So, uh, you know, maybe he just had enough and just said, well, I can't take this anymore. Yeah. Justin, do you, uh, I mean, am I reading it wrong? Does it sound like he's saying like, I just don't want to work with you anymore. Well, it, the story goes on and says he claims that uh, Stitch has not com- uh, complied with the terms of the employment agreement between them. So, you know, w- what I speculate that this could mean, Jack, and I think you're you're on the you're, you're on the direction of it is, you know, uh, into what Jimmy said. As a defense attorney, you know, it probably, and as part of him saying, okay, um, you can retain me as your representation, is you, you basically you got to listen to what I tell you to do. And so, if if he's saying, look, you've got such a bad situation, you're such a bad record that we got to get a plea deal so that, you know, cause you know, cause it reflects his, it reflects his credibility, reflects his, you know, standing in, in, in his job. If he says, look, if we try to go to trial with this, we are going to flat out lose. You're going to lose the, with, with, you're going to lose. I'm going to lose. But if we can cut a deal, that's going to be the best possible way out of this. And if she, if to Jimmy's point, if he's being stubborn, difficult to deal with not listening to him, then that's him saying, well, then I don't want to be saddled with a loss. What I'm, t- what I'm telling you that the most legal, you know, the, the, the best legal advice is, to, to do a deal because you're not going to get anything better um, would be how I is how I'm guessing this is probably going behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like I would listen to my lawyer if my lawyer told me to do something, but that's just me. Uh, mm-hmm. Investigation an investigation uh, looking into WWE investors who have lost significant money is maybe going down uh, in WWE. According to business wire, a law firm in California is asking investors that have accrued losses of $100,000 or more to contact them as they are investigating claims on behalf of investors for violations of security laws. The investigations uh, by the Shaw Law Firm, uh, shout out Shaw Law Firm, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, uh, they are looking into whether WWE referred to as company issued false and or misleading statements and or failed to disclose information pertinent to investors. The release goes on to cite the Wall Street Journal article that broke the news of the WWE Board of Directors investigation into Vince McMahon, initially looking into a $3 million non-disclosure agreement between McMahon and a former paralegal with whom the chairman and CEO had a relationship. Looking into the NDA uncovered numerous other NDAs, some involved WWE head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis, all alleging some form of misconduct. Uh, Justin, the the bad news seems to continue to pile on here. It sounds like people who maybe lost a lot of money during all this stuff are trying to say, hey, you caused a, you caused us to lose money by not letting us know about this in advance. Now we want our money back. Yeah, and I don't think this is going to be the last of these kind of stories we're going to hear. You know, I mean, the, this, Wall, this Wall Street Journal um, report is now it's really opened up you know, the, the, the can of worms it is really now it's got people digging. It's got people. Um, and so, if, yeah, if, if anybody has any connection with the company, whether they're a former employee, whether they're an investor and whatever, uh, you know, they're going to be, you know, talking to a lawyer and seeing if they have, uh, if, if they have a case for something that's owed to them. So this mm-hmm. probably won't be the last of these stories. Um, and, and the other thing is the more, the more firms that are doing investigations, the more of this stuff's going on and they keep digging, you know, and everybody's being everybody's being a little detective. You just wonder what are they what what's what are they going to keep uh, uh, unearthing? What are they going to find? 
Well, yeah, and there's almost a um, they're they it's um, incentivized almost to continue to keep digging and finding reasons to sue because that's just how law works a lot of times. You know, they oh someone's suing for a lot of money. I bet we could sue for a lot of money and just finding <laughs> a lot of other things in that way. Uh, Jimmy, my question for you regarding all this is: uh, you've been in pro wrestling for a long time, and you've seen a lot of news broken by places like www.dirtsheets spelt with a z uh, wrestlingnews co how does it feel to see news being broken by business wire and wall street journal i find it interesting because it's 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 showing the world that wwe although they are a quote unquote sports entertainment company they are still part of corporate america and stuff like this that they're being alleged of course right now it's just allegations until it's proven in court uh, i don't want to say you know this stuff has actually happened. We don't know yet. We're going to find out, I guess, in the future until it's proven. But it's it it just feels like stuff that goes on in corporate America, not just WWE. It 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 it's stuff that probably happens elsewhere, and it's almost feel, it makes it in a weird kind of way. And I people are going to misread this completely. In a weird kind of way, it kind of normalizes them. If you know what I mean, it makes them feel like the rest of corporate America. They're not they're not this independent group over here. The the wrestling people. Right. They, right. they, they are big business. They are a corporation. So um again, I'm not gonna I don't want to speculate whether they're gonna find anything, but when you dig, sometimes you unearth things that, that are buried quite deep. Let's put it that way. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Very interesting to see all this, uh, how all this plays out. But we're going to get into the show. Uh, this is what we came here to do, talk about <laughs> WWE Raw. There's, just, there's so much fascinating legal stuff going on. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting. I feel like I'm getting my, my uh, amateur law degree reading through some of this stuff. But it's fun to see. Uh, well, not fun, but you know what I mean? It's interesting to see, the, to see all this stuff that's happening here. But uh, as we get into the show, we've got uh, Dream Realm Studios in the house, Baby Ice. Uh, looks like we got Jax Collins. Hey, Jax, how have you been, buddy? Alonzo Smith, haven't seen you in a while. Alonzo, Bernie DC, uh, Doink the Clown, Stephen Camp, Joel, uh, and uh, Tim Krangle. And we'll do one more Sergio in the chat. Thanks so much for everyone being with us live. And of course, uh, leave a like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, five star review if you're on apple leave a little comment on apple we haven't gotten an apple in a while so uh go to apple and leave a five-star review and uh say jack sent you i don't know uh but let's get this show going uh first we start off with bianca belair coming out and she lets us know that rhea ripley will not be able to compete at money in the bank uh so we're gonna find someone new and that means they're gonna have a uh six woman match where the winner gets the title shot at money in the bank as opposed to being in the money in the bank and it's uh basically the group that you would expect to be in money in the bank in the first place uh so they have a match and it's all back and forth carmella is the one that gets the win becky lynch isn't happy about it so she's told that she's going to face oscar later on tonight Mm -hmm. jimmy a lot of stuff going on to start this episode Mm -hmm. and uh sounds like a cur- another curveball got thrown their way, and they're trying mm-hmm. to 
adjust with very little time to get there. Exactly. And and it seems to be, you know, the course of action lately, they've been throwing a lot of curveballs. but, uh, you know, starting off with the women, like they did, you know, you want uh, a good spot. The, the important spots on a show are wh- how you begin and how you end. And obviously the, uh, the hour crossovers and stuff like that. But um, two things about this, I, I enjoyed the match itself. I thought the match, the, the, the women worked hard. They got some nice, nice false finishes in there and stuff like that. I was surprised at the outcome though. Hmm. I, I was a little surprised that Carmella got the win there uh, only because on one hand, I like the fact that I was surprised by, by her winning it. But at, on the other hand, it makes me believe that I don't see her uh, having a chance of winning the title at the money in the bank pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. it, you know, it just it just feels like, and 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 don't get me wrong. I think Carmella could have a a, a fine match with uh, with Bianca. I'm sure they can have a heck of a match. But I just don't feel that there's. I'm not going into it going. Hmm. Will Will Carmella emerge with the title after this? Yeah, Justin. I I gotta say, I side with Jimmy here. I don't know if I necessarily buy in Carmella as a legitimate contender, considering she hasn't been on TV in weeks. Uh, but she's been a champ before. Like, do you think she can make this spicy? Well, I mean, all of them. To me, all of them uh, belong. Yeah, live. Oh, never mind. I thought you were gonna say we're former champs, but. <laughs> No, I was gonna say, but they, but they all feel like they belong. Um, you know, and in Carmella's case, she she's won the Money in the Bank, as they reference, even though she had you know James Ellsworth retrieve it for her. Um, yeah, the match was good. I have no problem with Carmella winning again. I was fine. I would have been fine with with any of the five. Um, you know, I I, I did note it was it, it, to start with that promo. You know, to see all five of them again, it's like it, it reminds you that the depth that WWE has with the women. You know, whether they're always properly using them, different story, but they have great depth and 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 have really developed some great ladies and some characters over the years you know come a long way from where they were i gotta say i'm not i'm not i'm not a fan of this or i wasn't a fan of how it came off i never like when all five of these ladies are getting ready to fight over something you know worth fighting over i don't like seeing all five of them stand in the ring there talking yeah they're talking mm-hmm. some trash but and, and i know from a from a television visual standpoint it's nice to get them in the ring everybody in the arena can see them mm-hmm. whatever but you know have have one or two in the ring obviously you know both of them being baby faces or, or heels have one or two up on the stage. Have one or two standing in the timekeepers, you know, production area or coming for the crowd. Like, I, I know logistically it makes you got to, the cameras got to be pointing more places, but I'd much rather that. So that way, once they are within the ringside area, they're at each other and, and there's the fire for the match. I don't like seeing all of them stand there and then, okay, commercial, come back. We're going to ding, ding, ding. Then you're going to go. I just, it's always been a pet peeve of mine, but. Hmm. No, I, I get what you're saying. When they're all over the arena, it makes it feel bigger too, because they're in, they're all over the arena as opposed to just in the match. It does feel a little bit like, Okay, let's put who, who do we hand our microphones to? Let's get ready to. It does feel a little awkward when they make that transition from everyone being in there to uh, to getting the match going. Uh, in general, this is where I give I, this whole episode. Actually, I might say this a bit. I feel like nothing reinvented the wheel here, but there's a lot of stuff that I go, okay, I get that. That makes sense. I like what they're doing with that. I think that if this match happened four weeks ago to build the money in the bank, I'd be like, that's kind of random. But I get we've got money in the bank. Is it next Saturday? Next week? Like, so you kind of got to just get going. You, you can't really mm-hmm. dilly dally if you, if that got changed. And so I kind of get doing this and Justin, your point. Yeah. We get, we, they all look like, Oh yeah, we've got a whole division here. Cause a lot of people question how many people do you have in division these days? Is everyone getting hurt? They look mm-hmm. like they have a pretty strong division to me. They had five of them out there, mm-hmm. uh, not counting Bianca, but uh, uh, yeah, we're going to get uh, Becky and Oscar in our main event. That I mm-hmm. like that. That was set up nice and early. Mm-hmm. 
Um, before moving on, uh, Dream Realm Studios. I turned 42 at midnight wrestling. Inc. Hey, happy birthday. Happy birthday. When you say at midnight, it sounds so ominous instead of just tomorrow. Yeah, isn't it? At, at yeah. the stroke of midnight, I turned my 42nd year. <laughs> but uh, but happy birthday, Dream Realm. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So uh, perfect. So as we move on, this was, I oh, think. Can I, also, can I also get a shout out too? Yeah. I got I to gotta get a shout out. Uh, to Jeffrey uh, Cresson, uh, I always do the, the the call to action. Uh, he said he was listening to the podcast last week at his body shop in Salisbury, Maryland. So shout out to him. Uh, we also had um, uh, earlier tonight. What was the name? Uh, I don't. Ijidu. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but he said I'll be listening to the three of us tomorrow when he's driving mm. to work uh, in Los Angeles. So again, always tweet at all of us. Tell us how you're doing the show. Where you're listening to? Where you're listening Uh-oh. from? Oh right. yeah, definitely. Let us know. It's Give always fun. Out. It's always fun to know because that's that's oh, always yeah. interesting. So yeah, let us know. Um, and this next part, as we talk about, is the I think probably the part that um, got some attention. Mister McMahon comes out. Total surprise. I don't think anyone was expecting to come out. Says that th- that was episode raw one thousand five hundred and seventeen. Um, and after being almost on air for almost thirty years, the greatest to ever do it will be back next week. Just kind of hyping it, just kind of getting out there on TV again. Um, I don't know if either of you have any thoughts on Vince coming out uh, during this time, or if um, anything to give feedback on. No, I no real thoughts other than you know he's he's not obviously mentioning the situation at all. I think it's just basically to show that uh, I'm Vince McMahon, and regardless of what's going on, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, this definitely comes off as a stubborn pride thing. Um, you know, almost if he had he just come out tonight, had he not had he not been on SmackDown Friday, so pretend that didn't happen. If he would have shown up tonight and hyped the the scene return, I wouldn't have questioned much of it because we all kind of are. You know, we've heard theory kind of taunting at Cena. That's the speculated belief, and the theories Vince's you know chosen one. So it kind of would have. You know, it may, maybe it would have even got me excited. Oh, are we going to see Vince come out next week when Cena comes out? Mm-hmm. But the fact that Vince, you know, had the big advertised appearance on Friday, which was just basically nothing, and it all came off of just hours off the heels of all this this, this negative news uh, that we've been hearing about, it, it just screams, as Jimmy said, kind of like trying to control, like, I'm still here, I, almost, a tr- almost a trolling of, of, mm-hmm. of some sort. And so... And I gotta say, Vince, it didn't, he didn't look his best. I mean, I, the bags under the eyes. He had trouble getting in and out of the ring. Of course, he was trying to laugh and play it off, but nothing about it just came off really, real positive. Yeah, it looked like he didn't get his normal thirty minutes sleep a night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, I have a, a question for you about it. We always talk about how the inter, like the internet wrestling fan, is a a minority of who's actually watching WWE. Do you think that there's the majority of people watching WWE? just see it as Vincent man coming out and nothing more and don't even realize that there's all this other stuff going on. That's a great question. Um, that's a great question because you have to always factor in when stuff like this, like, so Vince comes out and one person turns to their friend and says, Oh, like, you know, and starts talking about what we're talking about. Oh, like he's, he's, he's in trouble. He might be in trouble. And blah, blah, blah. And then the person maybe next to them or in front of them or behind them turns to them. And well, what are you talking about? What? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, so I don't know if word of mouth things spread like that. I also don't know. This was an interesting crowd too to note, and, and they play to this later, which we'll get to. This they were on a college campus, and if you looked at the crowd, the crowd was very youthful. Mm-hmm. Compare, and, and when I say youthful, I don't mean um, I don't mean a ton of kids, but I mean like young adults, you know, like yeah. college age kids. And I noticed that even before they did the Nebraska thing later in the show, 
but you know, so I, you know, I, I wonder if they had some kind of a, a ticket special on campus or whatever. And so I'm curious, you know, are these, are these fans that haven't watched in a long time that they're trying to reintroduce? Mm-hmm. Are they following the mainstream? So I, that's a great question. I, I, I really, you know, judging by the people though, if they do, they put it aside and they lose themselves still in the Mr. McMahon character because they're still doing the this and they're mostly cheering him. It's not like people mm-hmm. are booing him because they're booing the potential behavior that they're reading about in this investigation. When you're in a crowd, it's very hard to not go along with everyone if they're singing and stuff like that. It, it, it does mm-hmm. get very hard to not lose yourself. So it's it, it's it's just, it's an interesting interesting to look at from the outside in but uh the yeah. show continues and we get to riddle coming out and he lets us know that if he wins money in the bank that that whole i can't challenge roman reigns thing goes right out the window uh and he uh, says all he's got to do is beat omos and uh they have a match and even though it was a tough fight riddle was unable to get the win here jimmy one of my favorite things about matt uh riddle is that he still says three destructive letters rk bro <laughs> that still cracks me yeah. up every time. Uh, but is this Omos's first legitimate mat singles match, not against Lashley? Like I know he's had like mm. met like local talent and stuff like that. But right. is this the first, like, okay, this is a real matchup that isn't Bobby Lashley. I I believe so because uh, I can't think of anything offhand. But uh, the, the thing about Riddle right now is L- Riddle. He, he seems more comfortable on the microphone when he did that promo mm-hmm. before the match. Uh, uh, he's he's become entertaining. He's become engaging that way. And even during the match, when his selling, he like I'm I'm really impressed with the way he sells. And and they did something in this match that I love when they do to baby faces. They they made me feel sympathy for Matt Riddle. And you know that's that's how how it's supposed to be when, when you beat up a baby face, especially when you got a big time heel and you're trying to elevate that big time heel, you need sympathy on the baby face. So he doesn't lose any steam in that loss. And mm-hmm. I think they did that. And then having Seth come out afterwards and, and just do what he did, man, I'm, I'm, I'm all in with Matt Riddle right now. Yeah, Justin. And we'll talk about uh, Rollins. Cause obviously that was something important, but uh, I, every, for the past few weeks, I feel like Riddle's on another level. And after that match with Reigns, I mean, the person who beats Reigns is probably going to be uh, something, someone special. But the idea of Riddle being a world champion in the very new future, very near future, does not seem that unlikely anymore. I feel like I, he could sell a pay per view to me. Yeah, he's definitely getting there. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, you know, obviously we still have a week and a half to go. I'll have a hard time believing. I have a hard time seeing Riddle not in this Money in the Bank match, and quite frankly, if he is, he, he he's got to be a heavy favorite to win it be, for for all the all the all the all the reasons we're saying now. The people are getting behind him, uh, and if you creatively have just been thrown a huge curveball with Randy's health, uh, and if he's going to be out for you know the rest of this year um, potentially, then start running with with you know take that momentum that Randy Orton helped get Riddle. Helped rub over to Riddle, and and run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, build a new babyface, a single star, uh, and and having him with that money in the bank briefcase, being able to then as a response to just having you know lost to Reigns and not be able to challenge anymore. Now this is his this is his uh, loophole, so to speak. I mean that that just seems like it, it's perfectly fit. It it, it it takes a what potentially a terrible situation if Randy's uh, dealing with a back issue. It, at least it spins it on its on its you know, on its head. 
So I, I don't know here. I, I'll be curious to see. Like I said, I'll, I'll believe it when Money in the Bank comes and goes and, and if Riddle's not involved. But for Omos, this definitely was his biggest singles match and win uh, other than the stuff he did with Lashley. And again, if you go back and watch it, uh, it shows show you how much people care about Riddle. As, as Omos stood there and raised his hand and he even did a little, little you know, some cheap stuff after the bell, uh, a little insult to injury. There was some crap. There was some real heel heat there of people mm-hmm. booing him. So, uh, you know, you accomplished several things here with, with, with these guys. Yeah, I, I feel like he sh- it feels like he needs to be in that money in the bank ladder match. And, and Jimmy, we talked about Rollins coming out here. I feel like that rivalry is just ripe for the picking. And I think because of the way it's it's structured, I don't want to be the guy that tries to predict too far where they're going because mm-hmm. I feel I, I've I've learned that that is a a futile effort. But uh, I could see one of these guys, Rollins or Riddle, winning the title, and then if. Reigns is going to be busy with Brock Lesnar over the course of SummerSlam. They could have their rivalry play out while Roman Reigns deals with all that kind of stuff. It feels like it would play mm-hmm. out just perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. And and who's to say that if one of them, either one, like whether it is Riddle, he, he works his way into the Money in the Bank match at Money in the Bank uh, and wins the briefcase. And now they battle, him and Seth battle over ownership of the briefcase maybe they have a best of seven series and the winner gets to keep the money in the bank briefcase and uh, and they get to cash in or something like that and keep that rivalry going and take time with it because these are two guys that are really hitting their stride right well seth has been hitting his stride for a long time right but you know like you said matt is really on a got some steam right now and don't waste it take your time with it build it Oh, they'll they'll take their time with it, but I think it'll be more like that best of sevens happening without just calling it a best of seven. I just think they're going to have seven matches. <laughs> That's likely how that will go. But uh, they'll all be they'll all be amazing, I'm sure. Uh, speaking of amazing, uh, a fun segment happened here. Uh, I feel like this might this I feel like Raj wouldn't have liked this part, but I loved it. Uh, Austin Theory comes out to do some more posing, <laughs> and. Uh, I thought this. I thought Austin Theory, uh, Justin. Let me know your thoughts on. I thought the fact that he was playing back and forth with the crowd. I thought he was working the crowd in a natural way and actually interacting and not just saying things. And the way he took the selfie to realize that Lashley was there, I thought was just Chef's kiss, bad guy stuff on WWE. This was. I was like Austin Theory gets it. I I, I don't know what else you could say about the guy. Yeah, I mean it's you know some of why you can see that he's been identified as as somebody they're going to build around. Uh, you know he, he's he's doing the he's doing doing the right things out there. He, he's and he's getting the heel reaction. And then yeah, that's a you know so he's in there and you know, whatever. And then Lashley comes over behind. I mean this is not anything new that we've never seen before. And yeah, it could have just been the he starts to hear the crowd chanting Bobby and he you know gets wide eyed and does a slow turn. And but yeah, just whether it was his call or Vince's call or a writer or a producer whoever had the moment to say. He's got to use the selfie to realize that, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just a great, that, that's, that's just a little thing that, that elevates the entire segment um, and, and fits to a very intricate part of his character right now, which is, which is the narcissistic selfie uh, nonstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way, and Jimmy, the way he was looking at the picture on the screen and overreacting and the way yeah. Bobby Lashley was about to hand him the title back and then pulled it away. And he just looked like such a, a loser in the best possible way. And, mm-hmm. I think those are those little things that over time we, we take for granted that like you're not necessarily always supposed to look great. If you're the bad guy, 
you're supposed to look like an idiot sometimes. And I think that you yeah. nailed it. Yeah. And I, and I understand that the, over time, the business evolves and, and things change. And, but when it comes to being a heel, sometimes doing it the old school way, especially nowadays feels new again. And mm -hmm. one of the, one of the comparisons I make is like, you think back to the invention of the wheel. When the wheel was invented, it was made of stone. And then it evolved. It was made out of wood because it's lighter with the wood and so on. And then rubber and then vulcanized rubber, then run flat tires and, and so on. But at the end of the day, the wheel is still round. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Austin Theory gets. And guys like him, and I'm going to go to the other side too, if he's still there, MJF. These are old school mm -hmm. heels that get how to mesh today's world of, of uh, evolving the heel side without trying to be the cool heel. Mm-hmm. You know, which exactly, which is which is okay if you're going to end up being a babyface eventually. But when you're a heel that people legitimately boo, that's money. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he's going to be great, and we'll talk about him a little bit more in a little bit. But uh, a real quick one before we get to probably the segment of the night: mm -hmm. uh, Angela Dawkins gets a win over Jay Uso, Jimmy. This one, um, pretty. I feel like again, I, I said this is not the not inventing reinventing the wheel episode, but everything kind of works. Street Profits get a win back over the Usos, who got the win last week over Montez Ford. Uh, but the, it, it, the thing I thought was exciting is I felt like this was a little flip-flop. I think if you were looking at this going into it, you would have said Montez is going to beat uh, Jay or Jimmy, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. Jay is going to beat Dawkins. But it was flipped, which I think is kind of cool. Right. And I know there are people out there going, oh, here they go again with the 50-50 booking. It's but it sets up the match perfectly. And, and again, you can argue whether this, this thing is going to be a sign that maybe there'll be a title change. Some people are saying, no, oh, it's not happening because it doesn't fit with the bloodline storyline, whatever the case may be. It's still fun. I thought they had a very good match. They told a very good story and there you go. It, it, it's not, it's not going to be best of seven, but they each have singles wins now, which lead to, the tag team match where the titles will be up for grabs. And I thought, I thought it was done very well. Justin, do you think next week we're going to have them swap partners and see if they can coexist? <laughs> can they coexist? Uh, <laughs> if, if next week's Raw was in Vegas and they did like the roulette wheel, I wouldn't put it past. Uh, but, but it's not in Vegas. Next week. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I can't really say much more other than uh, all four of these guys. They're really fun athletes. Uh, and again, they all are also getting reactions from the crowd. Obviously, the Usos have for you know a decade now, but yeah. um, but 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 street profits uh, absolutely are. So I mean that, and that always helps. And again, that just helps when you can have guys and girls go out there who just get reactions, good, bad, or or whatever that whatever the aim is. Um, even as a viewer at home, just sitting by myself in a in a basement, it it, it helps me stay engaged versus people mm -hmm. sitting on their hands and just not knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. um so uh, yeah i mean this is a yeah, this was this was perfectly fine yep now we're getting we're getting to the good stuff here guys this this segment i had a grin ear to ear this entire thing i absolutely love this i'm still giddy about it we had ezekiel and elias on the screen at the same time mm -hmm. and they were actually very uh justin the, with the 
for just that part where they were on the screen together, it was actually very wholesome. They were actually very supportive brothers to each other. I was kind of <laughs> surprised at how nice this was. Uh, but they knuckle bump at the end. And, um, and of course, there's the concert afterwards. And KO comes out and Ezekiel's on the screen and everything backstage. Uh, it wasn't it great to see the brothers together on TV. The, the funnest part about this, it, it, again, sticking with reactions, the crowds encouraging the bit to go on. So, like, the first time you see Ezekiel pop up on the screen while Elias is in the ring, the people are, like, happy about it. Because they're like, yes, yeah, see, you know, and then, and then when he's, it, like, so that's what makes it fun is that the, the fans feel like that they're, everybody feels like they're in on this joke that only Kevin Owens refuses to, to accept. You know, it, I don't, it, it's, 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 it, there's a fun quality about that, you know, I like yeah. it. It's and Jimmy, it's I think now Elias and Ezekiel, those two guys are just doing a great job at being entertaining. But uh, I got we got to give Kevin Owens credit in the the way he is so upset about this. I think to Justin's point, I, I believe I think Kevin Owens ability to just be so over the top upset about this is what's driving the crowd to egg it on so much. Somebody's been reading my notes here because that's exactly what I was thinking. That Kevin Owens is making this work. It, it you know, it's it's not going. Oh well, I know that was trick photography, and this was, the, and people trying to explain away that. Instead of doing that, they're enjoying what they're seeing, and Kevin Owens is the big reason why he is. He's he doesn't look like oh I I'm you know I'm above doing stuff like this I'm so good he he is entertaining in whatever he does, and and whatever he puts his mind to and and he just show he's just showing you not only is he good with his in ring stuff he's good at drawing you in and making you care about stuff that maybe otherwise wouldn't work he's making it work yeah the only other heel that I think that really could make this work and we get besides Owens you could you could put the Miz in there and the Miz would probably. Mm. Um, yeah, this. I mean, yeah. talk about taking something like who knows how it was pitched to them, right? And taking something that you know could have just been a trivial night after mania thing of you know we've repackaged Elias. He's out there now with his beard shaven. Oh, aren't you a lot? Aren't you a lot? And we just move on. I mean, but they've ran with us now for. I mean, we're mm-hmm. in, we're in, we're in June twenty. It's June twentieth. I mean, you know that's that's insane that they've <laughs> they've gotten this much out of it, and it, it feels like it's actually building momentum. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the whole time, the way they would do these camera tr- these these different angles and things like mm-hmm. that, and even to the end when Ezekiel pops up after after a Kevin Owens comes back from ringside, was mm-hmm. was fantastic. And now I know everyone's uh, clamoring for their third brother uh, Elrod to show mm-hmm. up and be a three faces. Of, uh, you know, what's, what's crazy is all this time, you know, I, I didn't realize until now that when Cody Rhodes music hits and it says wrestling has more than one Royal family, they're talking about Ezekiel and Elias. (laughs) 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 That's that's the the other Royal family. (laughs) Oh, the the one hole, the one hole in this area is obvious. I mean, maybe it's part of the joke is like, if you're Kevin Owens, just challenge him to a handicap match, make them both (laughs) appear in the ring at the same time. Hold on, I'm texting Kevin right now. <laughs> well, that'd be the beauty is if they find a way to pull that off, that would that's the bummer about it not being the uh uh the Thunderdome era, as I'm sure they find a way to do it in the Thunderdome era, but uh, mm. yeah, 
that's the only time someone's going to say that's the bummer about it not being the Thunderdome era, by the way. You never know what they might have, you never know what they might yeah. accomplish. I mean, they, 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 Mick Foley played three characters at a time. So, no, three faces of Foley. Yeah. If they do, I, I saw it on Twitter, but if they have him enter twice into the Royal Rumble, I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it so much. That'd be great. But I, I guess this is the one, one last thing I want to talk about this with this, though, is, um, and I don't know, maybe it's because of what the bit is and everything, but. When when Elias was out there, I couldn't help but notice how into it the crowd was, and it made me really think about they've still got magic with Elias. Like the Ezekiel stuff is fun, but there's something there with Elias that mm-hmm. the people just love. I don't know. I I, I watched this. I was kind of like, I want Elias back. Bring, give give, mm-hmm. give us Elias back. He's amazing. We well, yeah, you got to remember, Jack, and this is a character who. You got to have big moments with The Undertaker, with John mm-hmm. Cena, with Jeff Jarrett, with like, I mean, he got out there and did this bit uh, of the walk with Elias. And of course, he did it, uh, you know, doing the heel stuff um, with, with with major names. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the audience is very aware of who he is. And and when they stopped, when Elias stopped existing on TV mm-hmm. a year ago, whatever that was, there was really no reason. It wasn't like the fans weren't reacting or what. I mean, it, I, I don't, I still don't. Don't know why, um, and, mm-hmm. and maybe they're maybe they're having some remorse, and hence why they are uh, mm. reviving Elias. Um, so yeah, I mean this this guy is this guy was a a main eventer without ever having a lot of main event matches. They put him in a lot of top level segments mm-hmm. with 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 Hall of Fame names, right? And and that shows you the confidence they have in him to put mm-hmm. him in there with those with those legends and those uh, top top guys. So he he does have it. It's just that. Uh, Again, with the Zeke character, I haven't bought in yet. But the, after watching Elias back tonight, I'm like, grow that beard back, man. Come on. You mean you mean Elias come back on TV? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what you mean. But yeah, my favorite, of course, I'm from I'm, I'm originally from the Northwest. So when he was in, in Seattle that one time and he mm-hmm. brought the house down on him, that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Even though he was making fun of where I'm from, I was like, this right. is great. He's, he's great. Uh, so we, we move on with the show and we get to Bobby Lashley taking on three fellas, uh, first Chad Gable, next Otis, next theory. And, uh, Justin, this was a, the, the gauntlet match. And again, not, 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 uh, reinventing the wheel, not doing anything we've never seen before, but I felt like this really worked. I thought the Gable match was actually pretty solid on its mm-hmm. own. I thought, hammer of god otis who felt like very out of nowhere to say that but uh i was like geez he's crazy he seems a lot tougher when he says that but uh and then of course theory coming out and getting surprise pinned i thought this was great i loved this um and i was actually kind of surprised because with john cena coming back and all the teases to john cena i thought maybe this would be how they get bobby lashley out of the match and get john cena in it so i was kind of surprised yeah, I mean, I, I, gauntlets are hit or miss for me. Um, but they, this was entertaining at least because of the opponents. They made it. They made the match quality good, and it was a nice little swerve. I didn't see Theory being the third one and him losing. And I got to say, it was an awesome counter that Lashley does from the what the A Town down that the Theory uh, finish. Yes, the count the counter into that cradle pin mm. was just really it was just good, looked good. So uh, yeah, I mean this this actually surprised me with how much I enjoyed it when it was all said and done. Yeah, but the only the only issue I have with it, and yes, I did like the surprise of it. Uh, for a Chad Gable is uh, just so underrated. The guy is so darn good. It's he's incredible. And but 
as much as I, I agree with you guys, I did like the fact that theory came out. I, I'm just not a big fan of the champions, you know, coming out and you basically having to beat the champion to get a shot at the champion. Yeah. And, uh, what do they call it? A championship contenders match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a championship contenders, contenders gauntlet. gauntlet match. <laughs> yes. It, it is what it felt like at the end. And, and although in this case, in some ways it did work having theory coming out last and being the third man, uh, because, you know, obviously Bobby had a disadvantage having faced two people already. Um, still, it's beating the champion to get a shot at the champion. And, and I still have a problem with that. Justin, do you think to that to that point, do you think this is one of those things where theory is going to get kind of bullied the whole buildup and then find a way to sneak the win at the end? Maybe. I, I don't know. The, 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 the curious thing is, is the timeline. Is that So we're going to have Lash and Theory on Saturday, July 2nd. But the Monday prior to that, we assume we're going to have Theory and Cena show down with each other. So once I see Theory, you know, talking trash in the ring with the John Cena, uh, I mean, they, they, maybe, maybe they can get creative and find a way. But it's, it's, it's going to take me out of a little bit having Theory worry about Bobby Lashley, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's actually why I thought Bobby Lashley was going to lose is because yeah. I, I agree. Once I see – and not and no offense to Bobby Lashley. It could be against anybody. Uh, mm. Once you see John Cena there, you're like, I want to see the John Cena match, not this other one. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone that you could put across – you know, like you, you'd be, unless it was like Roman Reigns or something. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, of course, maybe we're just assuming something's happening with John Cena. Maybe John Cena's really just come back for a one-off, and this is their way of trying to – you know, Vince is trying to goad him back in to come back for another match. Well, I, I mean, look, if you pay, look, if theory comes out, they cut to commercial, to, you know, uh, in the middle of his entrance. What's the first thing they show? They show the, the promo for Cena. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, he's mentioned Cena. Uh, you know, we're gonna get something with Theory and Cena at some point, but, but whether or not, I mean, it, probably SummerSlam is what I think. But whether, but maybe, maybe we do just see John next week, and he just gets to address the fans, or, or you know, maybe maybe he's maybe he's got a few other weeks that we don't know about, mm-hmm. and that and they. You know, maybe he's at Money in the Bank and sure. him and Theory bumping each other backstage. You know, who knows? They, they could, you know, we don't know the, the timeline, but um, yeah, yeah I, we'll see. I think I think I think you're more onto something when you talk about SummerSlam because SummerSlam is now an outdoor stadium show uh, down in Nashville. So, you know, there, there could be something to that. And, you know, this could be the precursor to that. Just setting setting planting the seeds, so to speak. Uh, mind you, there's some pretty big seeds when you got John Cena coming out next week. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But but like Justin said, it kind of if the seed is planted, it kind of takes you out of the Bobby Lashley thing a little bit. Yeah, we'll have to see. I'm very eager to see John Cena come back. I'm very eager to see what he does and and mm-hmm. what this is about. Hopefully, it's it's more than just a thanks for 20 years. By the way, what was in the water in 2002? I feel like every month we have a different. 20 years of WWE history with a, a super legend. They were drinking powerful stuff in OVW. They, mm-hmm. they must have been because, yeah, all of them, 2002. And then I just mm-hmm. I saw that uh, someone just recently posted uh, Rey Mysterio came to WWE in 2002 also. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, that was it. Yeah, I remember too. 02, 02 is a that's a, a glorious time when you think about it mm-hmm. because you have the you have the tremendous draft class. I say draft, but you know what I mean? <laughs> right. The tremendous. Yeah graduating class of ovw right uh, of batista of cena of brock of randy shelton benjamin let's not you know to a lesser extent let's not yeah. get him but mm-hmm. then that's also o2 is also a year it's a year after vince has purchased wcw 
And so, you know, depending on what some guys uh, legal agreements were of when they would be able to be work or wanted to work a lot. You know, I, I mean, I think, I think flair, I think Rick showed up in Oh two. If, if I had that right. Um, Oh two or the, you know, Bischoff comes mm-hmm. over, you know, so there was just such a um, NWO, uh, you know, it's like, so that, that was just a glorious time uh, of, of what was naturally homegrown being developed. And then, and then what was already established ours getting them to come back over uh, right. from Atlanta. Yeah, crazy. That'd be a fun year to revisit in some kind of documentary. Oh, uh, yeah, it was a fun time. Trust me, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was every bit chaotic, but it was fun chaos. If, if you get my drift, was there like a rumble between WCW and WWE refs? You guys get backstage? No, they weren't. Um, they didn't come in with with attitude or anything. Like Nick Patrick, obviously, had been around for a long time. Charles Robinson. Charles is just a good. He's just a fun yeah. guy to be around, and, and and we all got along. And I know they were worried that uh, there may have been a few guys on the roster that were kind of like, "Hey, why are we hiring this? You know, why are we bringing these guys?" And I was like, "Dude, we're gonna have now. We're gonna have three shows. We're gonna have you know Raw. We're gonna have SmackDown. We're gonna have the ECW show at the time too." as well so you know there's room for everybody scott armstrong scotty is a good dude you know what i mean it's yeah just, yeah I, 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 as i like to refer to him good brothers and stripes now not to derail the show but i have to ask is charles robinson a vampire he looks the same age as he did like 20 years ago <laughs> i i just want to know what magic potion he's drinking i, I actually i actually spoke to him the other day we were talking the other day and i and i was about to ask him but we got sidetracked but uh yeah, he's he's got some magic formula down there in North Kakalaki. Him that, and uh, Bobby Lashley are both both drinking the same stuff. Bobby looks the same from when I was there. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, uh, Bobby, what's your secret, please? And uh, between him and Billy Gunn, when you look at guys oh, like Billy Gunn, uh, he's, a, he's just a freak of nature. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd ask him what his secret is. He'd probably say eat right and work out, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's yeah. let's move on to a couple of other folks who've been aging gracefully ms tv invites on aj styles and they're ms tv if I, I feel like if i told you what they said if you saw the script you'd be like that seems very uninteresting but it felt like the crowd was really into ms tv uh, it felt like they were absolutely into every little bit of it before champa gets involved and uh, AJ Styles eventually beats Champa, um, mm. and then the Miz tries to attack afterwards, but he gets a Styles clash for his efforts. Justin, it, was I crazy, or did the fans love Miz TV in the arena? Well, they really bought into it. I mean, you know, uh, if, if Lawler was on commentary, he would have gone uh, cheap pop, you know, because AJ's playing into the Nebraska mm-hmm. and the Cornhusker, you know. So, but that 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 gets it. That all of a sudden, when now the crowd, when you're basically calling out the crowd and their home turf, and they're and you know that gets them uh, on board. It's why. It's why McFoley always did the cheap pop. It's why uh, the New Age Outlaws or Our Truth or any of the acts that made it part of their repertoire to include the city name and something about the city. And why Elias when he ran down, you know, Seattle and, and, the, and, the, and the Sonics it's not staying there. You know, it it's just it's just it's it's cheap, but it's it it works. You know, so yeah, they were really into it. Obviously, the Miz is very easy to hate. You know, he you know um, so. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just, it, yeah, it worked, you know, and, and AJ's a guy that the fans really love. So, you know, they're going to get behind him. So th- this mm-hmm. was just a, but you're right. If you, if what was said, if you read what's being said, you're like, this sounds like a bad attempt to like get the teenagers to laugh. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You're going to talk about how small as balls are, and then you're going to mm-hmm. shake the 
promote the reality show. What? But Pop, popcorn balls. Popcorn balls. People. Yeah. People loved it. It was. I, so. And the other thing too is 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 we tend to forget that Miz is such a hateable character on TV, and you know it, he, he's just he, he's so wonderful at getting people to dislike him. Mm-hmm. And that goes a long way. Like I, like I said, in today's world where people are, are more in the know, so to speak, and, and are online and read about what's going on, you know, and they know that it's pretty much a show. It, it, for him to be able to garner that reaction in, uh, in, in today's day and age, it just shows you, again, Miz, heel, got it. Yeah, I always say he's gonna be the guy. Uh, after he's gone, we're all gonna look back and be like, "Oh, he was so underrated." We we don't. I don't think he gets the appreciation. I still re- I still remember the days he w- he had the he had the change in the broom closet because he was banned from the dressing room. So, yeah, he's 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 fantastic. But mm-hmm. Justin, I gotta ask you about Champa here. Uh, well, first off, is it Champa or Champa? We've we've got that uh, being asked in the chat mm-hmm. here. I always say Champa, but uh, yeah, I've, and people around him. Who who know who or know him have always to me said Champa, so I've always gone by that, yeah. which is Champa. Um, so, uh, do you, Justin, does he work for the Miz? You think is there something going on with him and the Miz, or is this just a coincidence? No, I think that's where they got to be heading to. I mean, you know, he kind of just randomly got. It's kind of like okay, you have used up all your time on NXT. We have to get other people cycled in here, whether that, whether he wanted that or not. Um, <clears throat> so you're going to Raw, and you know they didn't seem like they necessarily knew what they were going to do. But I think him working with the Miz, um, that's another thing. When you have a character like the Miz, again, hateable, he, that can use that as a rub to other people. Uh, he's certainly the type of guy that would employ other people to do his dirty work for him. So uh, I, I think that would be a a perfectly logical step to go in mm-hmm. for now, uh, just to try to figure out what do we do with Champa long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jimmy, I think that that would be a he would be a fantastic. Uh, kind of gun for hire for the Miz. I think it just mm-hmm. gives Miz that uh, an extra weapon to make him hateable. And I think that plays right into what Champa is. No, absolutely. And, and even again, if you're thinking long-term down the road, and I'm not talking next month, next two months, or even but maybe even possibly next year, the, uh, what a perfect way to turn someone like Champa, who could also be a tough guy baby face mm-hmm. down the road. And who better to put him up against is the guy who kind of screwed him over, his employer, the guy who he was doing all the dirty work for. You know, when he, if you have that eventual babyface turn down the road, it would perfect having him paired up with Miz. It worked for another guy that he was kind of a mentor to the Miz for a while before uh, going hmm. out on his own. Uh, that paid off for him pretty well. We got a, 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 hmm. a, a super chat, by the way. Nightmare Knee, due to change of schedule, I haven't been able to catch you guys live. Just wanted to show some love. Thank you, oh. Nightmare Knee. We appreciate Thank appreciate you. you stopping by. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, always, always a pleasure to have you stop by. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we get a veer real quick. I, I don't know if there's a whole lot to take from this, but uh, uh, Justin, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, he said a lot of monster bad guy things, but I like that, at least until the very, very end, he wasn't growly. He was talking normally, normal. So I appreciated that as opposed to the, you know, I like carnage. You know, he was at least talking normal. Uh, did you take anything away from this or was it just kind of a basic, let's see it, how he sounds? It, it was like a Mad Libs of big guy monster promo, like you said, mm-hmm. of things he said. 
I do think he I, I do think he delivered it okay. Um, I don't want to. I I really can't glean too much from. I, I, I let, let me see more. Let me see more talking. I I, w- I would really like some backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one. That's one thing I think WWE they can do it so well when they want to, and especially when they employ their video production. Mm-hmm. Give me some backstory. Mm-hmm. Um and and look, Google is all of our friends, and and if you Google, you will find obviously his backstory. And Raj always mentioned it that you know, and he was a baseball player right here in Pittsburgh, a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie was made about him, a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. You you can even use that stuff. To fuel why while he why he is the heel now it doesn't have to automatically just be babyface stuff. Give mm-hmm. me some backstory. I want to know why why is Veer here to make people pay or, or whatever the, one of the hell phrases he said. Like why? Tell me why. Right. I always say, um, what's the goal? What is this person's goal? What do they want to accomplish while they're here? I mean, it's it's weird to say I'm one. I, I'm here because I want to hurt people. It, it, it's 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 yeah. uh, and I'm, this is not again talk about reinventing the wheel. This is not mm-hmm. that I've heard. I've heard uh, Bruce Pritchard do this in front of seminars. I've, I've heard mm-hmm. heard a lot of people do this. It's just the most basic thing. Go up to a wrestler, say, describe who your character is in one sentence, and if you can't do that. There's a problem, and I don't know. Like, I, I just would be very mm. convenient to tell me who he is in one sentence. Do they know? Am they being WWE? yeah, yeah. It, I, I just, it, I, I did appreciate the fact, like Jack said, that he, he didn't, he didn't do the uh, the gravelly voice, uh, uh, heel promo, but it still felt like paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel, it didn't feel natural, and and one of the things that you have i know it takes time to 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 get to that point but this one was so far the other way that it just didn't feel natural to me it felt like he was trying not to forget what to say Mm -hmm. as opposed to as opposed to just saying it Mm. and sometimes sometimes you luck into stuff sometimes you you (laughs) say things that are not written down on a piece of paper and it comes out and they go oh that was pretty good. And then sometimes you say stuff and they, when you get back, they say, Hey, don't say that again. But, <laughs> but again, with, with someone like Vera, I, I think he has to find his voice. Yeah. He's looks impressive. Don't get me wrong. He looks impressive and stuff, but he needs to find his voice. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Yeah, Nightmare Knee in the chat says, uh, I like Vera a lot. They just need to do better. Uh, yeah, I feel like they've given him the platform at this point because, look, he's, he's crushed Rey Mysterio, and that's not nothing. That's a big deal. Uh, but yeah, now you need to find out like, okay, you, you, you did what you came here. You started to do now what? Uh, and I always say too, if you're, if your thing is to win the title, that's everyone's thing. It's gotta be something different than, than that. Yeah. And, and, you know, to Jimmy's point of finding the voice and I'm, I'm stealing, well, not stealing. I'm, I'm going to credit Raj. Raj has said this many a times when we've talked about Veer, which is uh, Veer's online social media presence is far different. Yeah, he's baby facing it up. He's certainly not in the MJF or the um, Miz vein of, of wanting to be a heel and wanting to always be disliked. You know, he's doing he, he's taking pictures with kids and uh, you know charitable and what have you, whatever. But his presence also visually, he he's dressed he dresses like a million bucks, mm-hmm. and so maybe that's that, you know that's what he that that's who he feels he is, which is great, okay. But then he's being I assume told, okay, this is the look you're gonna have on TV on a Monday Night Raw. You're gonna wear this. And maybe that's where there's a disconnect. Maybe it's, you know, he doesn't feel comfortable enough or, you know, 
there to speak up and say, what if I did, you know, what, what, you know, maybe what if I did come out dressing like a, you know, a, a GQ model, do I have to be where, you know, and, and maybe that's where there's a disconnect here in terms of finding the voice and believing in what you're saying. Hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I did notice this time too, uh, by the way, totally something Kevin Patrick is getting work in. I feel like he, we see him more than any uh, backstage interviewer in a, hmm. in a while. I don't know if that, I don't know if that just means he's he's doing really good, or if maybe I'm just noticing him more often. But, I I, I, I kind of noticed that too. I think I don't. The, the, yeah. I think the last person that got as many reps as him is I think when they used Renee at the height of Renee when she ah. was there. Yeah, yeah, because he because even like Charlie Caruso, they would have uh like her like they would split duties with people and things. But mm-hmm. he had three pretty big ones today. Um, and I I did like how Austin Theory by the way was like, do you just hide in the shadows? Or yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of a funny uh funny mm-hmm. little bit there but yeah. um moving on to the main event uh oscar versus becky lynch uh justin we'll start with you uh i thought this was just a fun unpredictable match with real stakes i couldn't figure out who was going to win and uh, oscar does she's going to money in the bank these two have tremendous chemistry together they mm-hmm. really um they work well together so mm-hmm. i'll say that um but, but i i would be remiss if i didn't mention <laughs> this becky storyline Feels very similar to her husband's storyline, Seth approaching mm-hmm. Mania. It is just can't win anything. Wants a match at the big show. They end. I mean, they didn't even end Raw on showing Oscar celebrating. They ended Raw on the the cameraman on the floor with Becky in tears up against the ring skirt. I mean, and I'm like, we ended a Raw like that approaching Mania with Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so I mean, you know, that is what it is. But no, the match itself was a uh, uh, very very good match. I do. I have to confess. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "This is kind of like what Seth was doing, trying to get into Mania." But, um, yeah. but uh, Jimmy Oscar's going to uh, going to Money in the Bank, and I guess continuing the Becky thing, though. Yeah, she continues to decline. It does. Yeah. Um, I, how low does she go? Well, that's the thing, though. There, you can lose. There are some special talents. Seth is one of them, and now we're going to find out if Becky is one of them as well. That they can lose and still not lose any of their steam and still keep their heat. Seth mm-hmm. is r- really good at keeping his heat. Um, time will tell if Becky is in that same boat, obviously being a couple, uh, hopefully the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. No, that doesn't apply. Here, but, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm trying to yeah, say? I, I maybe, you know, yeah. Or maybe this is something that brings them together on screen eventually, because people are pretty much aware that they are a couple. So maybe mm-hmm. this is something that brings them together on screen and they they help each other find themselves. Yeah, maybe something along know. those lines. Yeah, something that um I was uh, I was thinking if she gets the shot against Bianca Belair, she's going to become uh, Be- uh mm-hmm. Bianca Belair's Brock Lesnar to the Roman Reigns there where <laughs> no matter what they, she does, she always ends up finding herself against the same person. <laughs> but uh yeah, I like Oscar. I I I prefer this. I prefer, I think Oscar needed to be in this match. I think she needed to get to money in the bank. I think she's, she's always that person that like, she has that feeling of like, she should be an unstoppable person, but eats a lot of losses for someone who's supposed to be unstoppable. But for somehow, somehow she always keeps that air of invincibility. I don't know why, but that's, Mm -hmm. I guess to your point, Jimmy, some people can lose all the time and they don't lose it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so we got another Money in the Bank person in there. Uh, like I said, nothing nothing really 
news breaking in this episode, but I, I felt like it was a fun one. I, I thought mm. that everything that happened, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That was good. Uh, mm. Any final thoughts uh, from you guys? Uh, Jimmy, I'll let you go first. No, I, I, I thought it was an entertaining raw for the most part. There were little things, of course, you could nitpick about. But again, at the end of the day, I got invested in most of the characters. We, we obviously spoke about Veer, who needs to work on getting me interested in him, at least for mm -hmm. me anyways. But uh, for the most part, the people shine tonight. Riddle shined, I thought, a lot tonight, and despite the loss. And and it, you know, Bobby is is making a big play. And I'm also seeing how much uh, I miss Elias. I didn't know I missed him that much. But uh, and and you talk about guys who have it. And uh, when you talk about potential for the future, Theory looks like a guy who's going to be around for a long time. Yes. Yes. And, and Justin, uh, as we get your final thoughts uh, to, to Jimmy's point, people who shine and people, you know, they always say, who are the new stars? I mean, I'm looking at this, this roster, I'm thinking uh, Ezekiel Elias could be one of those guys. Riddle could be one of those guys. Austin theory could be one of those guys. There's three people right off the top that I feel like have never been the champion that if you said in the next year or so it happened, I'd be like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me that much. Yeah, no, they, 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 this has been going for the last six to nine months. They've been doing better and better at, um, really allowing some new talent run and establish and look that doesn't you know we didn't even mention it didn't even see tonight Damian Priest mm -hmm. uh, Rhea Ripley you know so yeah there, there's guys and girls there which is a good thing uh, they you know because you know obviously John Cena's not there anymore you know Randy Orton again you know you, you hope not but he might be on the you know the final bit um, so you need you got to have the future so this is I mean yeah okay episode of Raw again I'll say this it really helped this crowd was engaged with certain characters and segments that just that just does wonders um mm -hmm. next week laredo texas our eyes are on you <laughs> yeah you better you better turn out uh yeah it, i wonder i wish there's a way of knowing how much john cena being there bumped the ticket sales there because mm. i have to imagine people like i would I, i'm sure i'm sure mm. by the time we do this podcast next monday i'm sure i can find some stuff and i uh, and and wonderful people like brandon thurston and russell nomics people that really crunch the numbers day to day mm. i'm sure we'll be tracking whatever um mm -hmm. the ticket what, what the tickets sold were in the arena for Laredo it might even be a sellout by now who knows so mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll get a pretty good indication yeah, yeah well, lucky lucky Laredo Texas usually this kind of mm -hmm. stuff happens when they're in New York or some big city mm -hmm. but uh Laredo Texas hey if if, if 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 they wanted it to happen in June for it to truly be 20 years to the month and uh if you had to pick a Monday in June uh you can't be picky if John Cena says I can do the 27th you do the 27th, 27th. uh yeah. you, you know That's very true uh, and plus, it's not like they were at any. I mean, look, they were in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska tonight. Last week, they were in uh, some other small, well, maybe Iowa. Even they, they were somewhere. They, you know, they've been in the in the in, the, in that general part of the country. So it's not like they've been hitting in major markets. But if again, if Cena says I'll be on a private jet and I'll be in Laredo, mm. you book him for Laredo. You put, yes, one hundred percent. Well, I think that does it for us. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up and we'll be mm -hmm. back tomorrow for the NXT after show on Tuesday, the dynamite after show on Wednesday, the Friday SmackDown and rampage double header. Mm -hmm. uh, I would assume there's going to be some kind of forbidden door after show. Uh, I'm not sure about that mm -hmm. yet though, uh, but I'm guessing it'll happen. Uh, mm -hmm. But that does it for us. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for joining uh, Jimmy, Jack and Justin, the triple J team here on mm -hmm. Monday nights. Uh, let us know what you thought in the comments. Again, like, comment, share, subscribe. Thank you, Dream Realm Studios, Bernie DC, Chris Aldridge, uh, Stalking You, Joseph Boza, Ricky Zaldivar, 
Jax, Ryan, Alonzo, Dion, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.